Well, let's let's kick this thing off. Everyone, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, this is uh, episode one of the uh, Breadfruit Juice Show, the uh, summer kickoff. For those of you who don't already know me, I'm Mosi. I'm Ace. And um, I'm just going to vibe with you guys for a little bit. Uh, again, this is our first episode, so things are going to be a little bit rough while we kind of feel out the format for the show. But I promise you, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about some some funny stuff, some weird stuff. Just, uh, just you know, we're going to have a good time. And then we're going to go with the flow. Uh, the, what we're going to talk about today is last, last week was 4th of July, obviously. So it kind of got me to thinking, like, what is up with Americans and their affinity for what I like to call novelty holidays? You know, all that, you know, those weird holidays like National Donut Day and, you know, things like that. So I figured why not talk about weird holidays? Because there's, there's so many of them. There's literally hundreds of holidays that you could you know, pull off of any calendar. There's sometimes two or three holidays for each day in a month. So it's like when you buy a calendar and they have all those dates preloaded on there and you're like, I mean, some of them are not insane. You say, oh, it's Boxing Day in Canada. How very interesting. And then it's, oh, it's International Pancake on Your Head Day. Yeah, like weird, weird, weird stuff like that. Like half the time, it none of it makes any sense. I was thinking it would, it might have been interesting to dive into the psychology behind why people have weird holidays like that. But I think that might that might just kind of drag the episode down and make it super boring. I just think people hate working. I mean, can I say that? Yeah, I can say that, right? People hate working. People don't want to go to work. They hate their job. Their job sucks. I mean, and I mean that that that's like that happens to be the case for a lot of people. Thankfully, thank God that's not my situation. I I can genuinely say that I love my job. I love going to work in the mornings. I I love the people that I work with. I don't use I don't re, I don't use sick days like I used to. I mean, I I don't ever <laughs> ever really get sick honestly. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but it's whatever. Oh, we're hearing. <laughs> yes. On a resume somewhere. Yeah, right. Remember that one time you talked about how you use sick days when you weren't really sick? I remember two jobs ago. You knew me five years ago. Remember what I was doing five yeah. years ago? I do remember you at that other job that you loved. It was, <laughs> exactly. Remember conversations where we would say, you sat me down and you said, this may be what heaven is like. And I hope that it never ends. The same job, the same job that gave me, literally gave me high blood pressure, that one. Nearly killed you. I think yep. that's what you meant. It's like heaven in that you have to be dead to be there. I think, I think we should tell, we should tell our listeners a little bit about us, specifically about why I started the show, the name, that type of stuff. Why did I start this show? I started this show because I wanted to give West Indian people, Caribbean people, something to call their own, essentially. I always felt like we didn't, we don't get enough representation in media outside of Caribbean media. So in American media, we don't really have that much representation. And when we do, it's usually nine times out of 10. If you could even find nine shows that have a, a West Indian person or character in it, that, that character is played by an American. So there's not that, that genuine West Indian or Caribbean experience. So I wanted to give 
yeah, I want to give my people something to kind of call their own, something to relate to. And I created the show because I love my West Indian culture. I love my West Indian people as crazy as they are and, and, and some of the crazy stuff that they do. And I wanted to share that with, with anyone, essentially, who would let me share this show with them. Any thoughts, Ace? I know yours, yours got something to say. I think it's great. I think that you are a wonderful person and the perfect oh, ambassador you. to share your experience with a wider audience. And I'm happy to be the ridiculous foil that you can found to your delightful things off of. And you, and you know what? I, I think that as as we grow and learn and expand, I think I think our listeners are, are, are also going to start loving you and appreciating you even more because they're going to see what a funny person you are. And I think even though they're not familiar with your weird off-the-wall sense of humor as yet, they're going to be soon enough. Moving on to moving on to the name of the show, Breadfruit Juice. I know the first thing that any, any West Indian, any Caribbean person knows that you can't get juice from a breadfruit. All right, because they're they're starchy. So that's kind of like that is my attempt at one being a little abstract, but also trying to find comedy in that in that abstraction and that truth. So it, this is also a morning show. We we want to get this out every week in the morning time on a Friday to give to give our listeners something to listen to, something to 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 look forward to on a Thursday night. I mean, maybe you had a crappy week. Then you, you know, you have breadfruit juice coming up Friday morning to kind of ease you into the weekend. So something light, something funny, something that you could talk about with your friends, something to listen to in the background while you're at work, cracking out those TPS reports. Interesting facts that you could steal and give to people and pretend like they're your own. Pretend like, like you, exactly. An audio, audio Reddit, subreddit, I guess. Uh, a, a repository of a bunch of useless Useless facts, which I mean, I, I, I want that's one of my points of pride is, is having is this repository of useless facts that sort of randomly they randomly generate and they randomly come up when you least expect. So that's that's my that's a point of pride. I don't know how if I should be so proud of that, but you know what? It's fine. So the whole breadfruit juice, uh, and you know what? I also I, I almost called the show grapefruit juice because it, it keeps i keep coming back to the idea of fruit juice to evoke the imagery of breakfast which most people have breakfast in the morning unless you're at a denny's or an ihop that that's really it my attempt to to be a bit abstract and to evoke imagery of of breakfast foods and juice specifically because it's a morning show this show is weekly we're going to scramble to make sure we get an episode out every week for everyone's listening pleasure. It is a morning comedy, mostly because we laugh at ourselves, not necessarily because I am a funny person. I know Ace is a very funny guy. He just has to warm up. That's, that's, that's what this is. We're warming up. Either way, we're going to talk about silly stuff. We're going to talk about lighthearted stuff. We're going to talk about weird stuff that I, I, I'm always reading weird random stuff online. So I'm always coming across weird things. So we're going to talk about that type of stuff. I'm a huge nerd as well. We're probably going to talk about sciencey stuff that I find cool, but this is all going to be from the viewpoint through the lens of, of a Caribbean person that has those, those uh, sensibilities, if that makes sense. I think it does. I think you do. succinctly. Right. Now so this what did you do for fourth of july what did i do well i i spent half the day no most of the day really inside listening to listening to the the neighbors crank out tunes at um at the highest 
safe listening volumes possible. Now they they had the speaker set set up right outside my window, so I heard every beat, I heard every word, like if the speaker was in my room on my bed. That's how close this thing was. So and and uh, I just I sat, I pretty much spent the whole day listening to them drink and listen to music and 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 grill. <laughs> Your your experience with Independence Day was listening to other people celebrate. Listening to other people celebrate Independence Day, exactly right. Well, it was hot as hell, man. It was it was hot. So I mean, I know I'm I know I'm Caribbean. I know I'm used. I grew up in in heat and in in in, in a place where it's very very hot, pretty much all the time. But the difference is, I I grew up in Grenada. Grenada is a very small place. And everywhere is 15 or 20 minutes away from essentially the ocean. It doesn't ever really get as hot because of that breeze. But, you know, here in New York... Yeah, I guess you don't live near the ocean in New York. I I don't. Your arguments are falling apart, sir. How is the argument falling apart? I'm explaining literally an island. Well, no, no. Manhattan's an island. That's what I said. Manhattan is an island. Okay, yeah. So also there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not close to the ocean though. But yeah, so I I stayed inside all day. I worked on stuff for the show because I wanted episode one to be as 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 crisp and as 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 cool and as you know, just flow as smoothly as possible. Time well spent. Now that we're kind of in it, it there's a there's a there's a sort of a natural vibe and a flow to it so what did you do uh took the family to the zoo mm. and initially you'd say that seems like a poor idea because it was supposed to be very hot and uh, a zoo you're walking around under the sun and you know what you'd be 100 percent right yeah Plus, steak. But what, what I will that animal smell though? Like, don't animals? Oh, that's fine. That's something I'm used to. Never, I can't ever get away from that animal animal smell. But the thing <laughs> is, awful. the thing is, the animals were up and about, and I don't know if it was because of the time of day or just because they thought that they were about to die, so they had to get up and move around because it was so hot. <laughs> but hold a second, I thought. I always thought that when when animals are aware of their own impending death, I always thought that they just they lay down and stood still, kind of accepting the fact that they're about to die. No, Am I wrong? That's, human. that's humans. Oh. You're wrong. Okay. All right. Humans are the only known animal to just give up life. <laughs> that's not really, I think I read once that there was this experiment they did with dogs, and it was like the floor shocked them. Oh yeah, I actually I've heard I heard of that experiment and yeah, they, they, they turned the shock off, but the animals just they just lay there anyway. Yeah, so, they knew there wasn't anything they could do to stop the shock. I think they gave them a button, and um, there were two sets of, of of test animals. So they gave them one set of test animals had this button though where they if they pressed it the shocks would stop. But then the other test animals they gave them the same button, but this button didn't do anything. So. The more they pressed it and the more nothing happened, the more, I guess, resigned they, they became to their fate. So they stopped trying. I think that was the experiment. Now, mine was with dogs. And they don't no, press no, buttons, no. Sure. This was with dogs or was it with monkeys? It could have been with monkeys. I don't know. I, I, I definitely think it was. I definitely think it was either dogs or monkeys. If you know which experiment is, please tweet us at Redfruit Show or at Redfruit Ace 
please let us know what the experiment yes, was. Please. I'd love to run that again. I don't, don't want to be out here looking stupid talking about this experiment and it, it was it turns out that it was something completely you know not monkeys or dogs like i don't know ducks after the zoo we did do the traditional fireworks display and that was pretty nice everyone's fingers safe yes uh, all fingers and toes are still part of me uh, a story i heard once well it was in the news when i was a kid this was when i was growing up in guyana I'll, i don't know what they call them here but in the states but we had these little firecrackers you used to call them squibs they were really small and i remember this i was like maybe five years old this was like my first real exposure to gore in the news apparently this kid had a squib and he held on to it too long and it blew his fingers off <laughs> a squib is also used in uh, its movie terminology they use them for uh like gunshots okay attach like a little uh blood pack to it and yeah. then the squib fires and so it might just be like a little small gunpowder amount that's what it was but but it blew this kid's fingers off all the fingers off the right hand blew his fingers off so yeah that's one of the reasons i don't mess with fireworks even growing up as a kid i remember this incident once i was in secondary school i was probably in in form three this uh, fireworks first of all at um, and 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 any any Grenadian listening will will know the secondary school PBC Presentation Brothers College where I went for my for my first three years and fireworks in any secondary school really fireworks are highly illegal. That's the type of thing that you could get suspended for. At the very least, you get a caning for having fireworks in school. Yeah, you get caned like or strapped. Singapore style. I'm telling you, like seriously, you get you get bent over in the principal's office. And they go to town. Oh, right. They go to town on you. Oh, well, this is a family show. So. <laughs> you know what? I said it, and I'm like, that came out wrong. <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> so, anyway, oh, going back, guys so people, going back. This I remember. This one kid came to school with. This wasn't a squib though. This was one we call a knockout. And you probably have an idea of what a knockout is, but this these knockouts didn't mess around. So they look like a little like a little toilet paper tube, but it was like like really thin or like small. It was probably about I say two to three inches long. It looked like it had a bunch of hard sulfur stuck in one end. Like this, it was like maybe packed with sulfur explosives or whatever it is. And you lit one end. And then you tossed it and then you waited for like maybe five seconds and then it would explode. And it was just the loudest thing. So this one time, some, the, I don't know, this kid was pranking other kids or whatever it was. He was throwing knockouts in the toilets with them when they were in the bathroom stalls. So he threw it in the stall at the kid who was in there and he tried to stomp it out with his, with his foot, which you could probably figure out how that went. The force of the explosion threw him through the stall door and blew a hole in the <laughs> <laughs> well i'm assuming he's okay i mean in a matter of speaking like he the thing <laughs> oh no he's dead now nah, he lost the leg he lost the he, he lost the leg man he lost he lost he lost the whole left side of his body but he, I, I saw the shoe there was like it was a hole blown in the bottom i like first of all why okay why why are you stomping on 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 basically a mini stick of dynamite like he clearly didn't think that through so he stomps on it it blows up and the force pitches him through the door and he essentially he essentially loses mobility in that foot for a little bit either way that kid who brought that to school 
I think he got suspended for like a week or so. And um, this kid who got his foot almost blown off lives on in, in infamy. That's one of those stories that we kind of passed down to the generations because it just it was just so crazy. Like I haven't been to that place to that school in a really long time, so I don't know how that kid who actually stomped on it he got suspended too, but only for like three or five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. I saw what you did there. See, this is this is why you're the jokes, and I'm the commentary. This is why you're oh, the jokes, boy. and I'm the commentary. So. Uh, going back to going back to this this whole this whole show from you know thousand foot view, I'm approaching this with a with a, what I like to call a hybrid approach because being born West Indian and then moving to to New York in the age of seventeen, I have a hybrid perspective. Like I, I have American sensibilities, but if they're filtered mainly through West Indian values, we are going to start including other West Indian people people who I consider, quote unquote, closer to home from time to time to see how they weigh in on a lot of these topics. And if, if anyone out there would like to potentially, you know, be a guest on the show and, and offer up their perspective, you know, you know, hit us up, you know, breadfruitjuice at gmail.com. Leave a comment, you know, here, whether it's on SoundCloud or Anchor or whatever you know, medium you're, you happen to be listening to to this episode send us a message let us know if you'd like to be on and you know we'll get in touch so going back to this topic fourth of july being last week i i i did some i did a search and um i found a ton of crazy holidays that not most of them don't even really make sense and, and i question the sanity of, of anyone who would make up some of these holidays but i want to kind of go through some of these with with you guys and I don't know, Ace. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce some of these off of you. You kind of let me know what you are thinking about some of these. Now, the holidays that I is there a body that creates these holidays? Is there an official like was because what if National Model Train Day wants to be on April 17th, <laughs> but that's the day that National Feed Your Dog Peanut Butter because it looks like they're talking day also wants to be on that day. So who decides uh, who gets the day? So I think is there? I think it's a bunch of random people that decide when these days are 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 gonna be. Honestly, like if and I think you can. I think if I remember reading this correctly, you can sponsor a holiday. Oh yeah, I think because you know how it is. It's it's. I, I think everything for me, in, in my opinion, anyway, I think everything comes down to to just money. So if you have enough money, you can um, you can do almost anything. So I think it's just random people. Maybe I know a lot of these holidays they get sponsored because of a cause. National, what what's what's a what's a holiday for a cause? AIDS Day or is that uh, well something like autism. Well, they I know they have months like autism yeah, awareness. Or something. AIDS Day, you know, a lot of these holidays they they're sponsored by people looking to you know raise awareness of a cause sometimes they're just like weird random stuff like case in point fruitcake toss day all right fruitcake toss day and i'm i swear i'm not making this up this is off of uh www.holidayinsights.com which if you i mean not to throw shade at this site but this site looks like this site looks like something i would have designed when i was in Form five in my oh so it's like an angel fire geocities web is that how you say that geocities I always call it geocities I don't know is that right 
Um, Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm insane. GeoCities. Although it, it is spelled like GeoCities. But yeah, so this thing looks like you booted up an old like Notepad V1.0. You started out with that open square brace. You know, what's the, what was the first tag in HTML like 2.0 again? Open? <laughs> don't even remember, remember what that was. So it's got the nice teal background with the the um the JPEG with the with the square white background on the teal page. It's amazing, man. So So here, what this is what we'll do. So I because I already have an idea, like I wanna guess at what these holidays are, and then you can explain to me what it actually is okay. if I'm dude, yeah. So yeah, fruitcake toss day, go for it. Uh, is the day it's it's got to be in January, the last day of January, where you finally throw away the fruitcake that you got for Christmas because no one is going to eat. Dude, you are so good. So it's not at the end of January. It's actually in the beginning. It's January third. <laughs> they don't even wait. No, no. they don't even this wait. Some, this is like Aunt Edna's fruitcake, the one that gives you diarrhea when you eat it. So like you have to get rid of it as fast as possible. So fruitcake toss day event is always January third. Fruitcake toss day is your opportunity to finally throw away the old fruitcake. All right. So you're right. After the holidays are over, it's time to bring in the new and toss out the old. Today is the day the fruitcake goes! Exclamation mark. So I really don't even know what they're gonna say. I was also picturing as a secondary explanation where, you know, back in the day, maybe in the less sensitive or civilized times where they would have events where they would just see how far they could chuck random crazy. Like, like the Highland games and they're tossing like um, rocks. Like, yeah, like, well, like, a, like you'd use a trebuchet because obviously they're superior to catapults. But just to see how far you could make them go, toss that fruitcake. Toss him. Yeah, we so, so, so hold on a second. Now I gotta look up a. Uh, you you pronounce it trebuchet? Is that how you say? Because I always say tre- trebuchet. You could say either way. I think believe that it's Brent. So I that's why I went with trebuchet. All right, let me. Uh, I'm gonna look this thing up. But, I want to know what a. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen those. So that's the one that swings her. It's got the big arm and the weight on the bottom. Counterweight, yes. Oh, yeah. You see, using all that. Superior to a catapult. Is it really? How so? Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. So right there, make a note. Trebuchets versus catapults. All right, so. Well, everyone listening, please tweet at Breadfruit Show and let Mosey know why a trebuchet is better than a catapult. Or alternatively... You could tweet at Breadfruit Show and you could you could let Ace know why a catapult is the superior implement. Either way. Siege weaponry. Oh, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. You're the expert in siege weaponry. But you know what? Listen, everyone who's been in a castle siege situation, raise your hand. Yeah, I rest my hand. You can't see us. How? Oh, still, the point's made. So back to this fruit tossing. You know what I think of when I when I hear of fruitcake toss? Remember that scene in Home Alone Two when Kevin was tossing bricks off the roof and he hit and he beat Marvin ahead? Yes. I'm seeing I'm seeing someone tossing this this fruitcake that's as dense and as heavy as a brick. And 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 going back to the whole Home Alone thing, how did how did his skull not cave and his brains go everywhere? You got hit by like a four pound brick. Yeah, I, I think I watched uh, a video or something sometime that 
that examined all of those injuries, and they probably would have died within the first five minutes of the uh, the assault into the home. Did you ever see that? There's a there's a conspiracy theory video that Kevin is a young jigsaw because of all the traps. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It's extremely Man. weird. So let's see. Oh, my God, Ace, you are a genius. Listen to this. There is no one way to toss out the old fruitcake. Why not make a little fun out of it? All right. Gather up a few friends who are also fortunate enough to have received a fruitcake for the holidays. How many friends do you know will get or would have gotten a fruitcake? Go out to a field and see who can toss it the farthest. The only thing it's missing is siege weaponry. Siege. You know what? You need to come off the siege weaponry thing. Like, I know you're trying to push this agenda with this trebuchet. It's not going to work. Not now. All right. Everyone's got their little favorite things. Yeah, like like my um urinal, the last the, the second to last urinal on the fifteenth floor at work. The one that the one that never has pee on the floor in front of it. And honestly, that's a thing. That's why I use that urinal because it doesn't have any pee on the floor. Wow, that's something. <laughs> you know, I think pee in front of a urinal is probably wearing sandals. I, I first of all, why are you wearing sandals? I'm not saying I would. I'm saying that a person, the worst thing for a person to do would be to be in front of a urinal wearing sandals, utilizing said urinal. Only if they have bad aim. I'm, I don't think that you're, I think you're underestimating the amount of splashback that happens in a normal urinal. I, I, on the contrary, I'm thinking no, because I've witnessed much splashback. You ever see, I mean, it's, yeah. What if you have to, what if you have a lot of pee? What if you've been drinking a lot? I don't know. What if it comes out with like like 100 PSI of force? That can happen, right? I I guess it would depend on how long you're holding it and how strong your bladder is, but I'm not going to rule it out. Right. I'm saying, I mean, you have to leave room for it to be at least plausible, I guess. Well, I know our first challenge, how hard. How much pressure can human the human bladder exert on a stream of urine? That is actually going to be that sounds like a perfect episode for when we for when we launch the show, guys. I'll do the voiceover for that one. You can do the, uh, the testing. So the next one, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, and I, and I know that West Indians love to drink. So national, hang- you know what? I shouldn't say that. West, not all West Indians like to drink. Not all Caribbean people like to drink. You're just casting aspersions here. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't want, I don't want my people to come after me by, you know, black making this this blanket statement that West Indian people like to drink. No. <laughs> national Hangover Day always celebrated January first. All right. So I mean, obviously, you know what this is, but let me hear your take. What do you think this is? National Hangover Day. That is the day where, uh, you know, new daredevils will get up to the top of buildings or maybe a railing and you just grab onto it and just hang. Hang over a precipice somewhere, maybe go to a a national park. Um, I hear this is really popular in Yellowstone. You know, people taking those, oh no, I'm falling, and then they fall to their death. So yes, that's National Hangover Day. That is false, sir. It's exactly what it sounds like. I've never, I've never had to nurse one of these. After, actually, I have a very interesting story, and I, I, I know, I know, I went off. Um, I know, I just kind of went off on a tangent. But when I was, this is probably what ten years ago, 
I was about 23 years old and um, we went to, I was working at the bank. I was working at a bank and the, I had this, this assistant manager, really, really nice lady, this Greek lady. And one of our, one of our customers is this rich restaurant owner. We love this lady. He would always come to the bank just to see her. He, he only want her to do his transaction for him. He was in love with this lady. So he invites us all out to his restaurant, which is in, um, it's in Battery Park. And we have this awesome view of the statue and I actually work right. I, it took me about six months to realize it when I started working at my current job, but I work just around the corner. It's like a five minute walk from this very restaurant. So it was summertime. I was feeling good. It was a nice warm day. The drinks were flowing freely. The manager goes, listen, guys, this everything tonight is on me. You guys eat, drink, be merry. So I'm drinking. My first mistake was mixing drinks. I had, what did I have? I had a couple of apple martinis. I had a kamikaze. I had a grappa. And then I had a bunch of, um, I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of Tanqueray tonic. This was around the time when Tanqueray was going hard with those Tony Sinclair commercials. Remember those? The black guy with the British accent and the loud suits and the giant Windsor knot ties that were really brightly colored. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I really, I don't know, for some reason, I really related to this man. And I'm like, you know what? That is cool. He drinks tanqueray and tonic. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to drink tanqueray and tonic. That was my mistake. I think it was after the fourth one when I knew, okay, yeah, I screwed up here. So I started to feel really, really, really woozy. And then my manager, the lady, she kept telling me I should drink coffee. Then they brought coffee out. These are Greek people. So I guess they have their own after um, after dinner sort of rituals for, you know, what they do, what they drink. Brought out this giant cup of coffee. And she keeps telling me, Mosi, drink your coffee. And I'm looking at her like, why? Like, this is going to make me sick. And I'm feeling myself getting sicker and sicker and sicker. But I'm drinking this coffee because I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's going to help. It didn't help. Not help. I ended up throwing up all over the table. Um, and it was one of those tables with, it was like a cast iron table that had sort of like a, like a lattice work pattern. So the, the <laughs> straight through the table onto the floor, splashed all over my shoes and all over the shoes and, and toes of the girl, my coworker next to me, because she happened to have been wearing open toed sandals, some very strappy open toed sandals. So all that puke just got all in between her toes. It was a terrible experience because I got so sick. She had to take me to the bathroom and I, she literally took me into the men's bathroom and helped me throw up because I couldn't even walk. And I, could, I was so messed up, I couldn't even take the train to go home that night. So I had to call my brother out. Yeah, and no, I was too drunk to take the train, man. Like, so, you know, after that, everyone, well, now I've told potentially hundreds or even thousands of people my shame. I've revealed my shame. But this happened years ago. So I'm like, okay, I'm cool with it. It's past. This is why I don't drink hard liquor nowadays. Like the hardest I'll go is maybe a shot and maybe a mixed drink, but I never have more than, than maybe two or three. My drunk story. Guys, guys, what's your drunk story? When did you vomit through a lattice table onto a woman's feet? And did you do it for a living? Or were you being paid? Did you pay her for that? If, if by Bad some record. twist of fate she hears this story, I'm really hoping she could speak truth and speak power to this because, again, I was drunk that night. But it would, be, it would really be interesting to hear someone else's take on that story. 
Hangover Day, National Hangover Day, is actually the day that we celebrate the great American film, The Hangover. Okay, that film was terrible, first of all. And um, anyone who doesn't agree with me can fight me. It was so good that they made a day for it. I, I think you're wrong. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's what that's for. I think it's more relatable because we all love Bradley Cooper. Maybe you should um maybe you should campaign to change it. Do you um do you remember Matt Snow? I do. <laughs> so guys listening, Matt Snow, you you probably yeah, you, know, you won't know who he is, but he's um he's an old co-worker of mine and he reminds me of like an older version of Bradley Cooper. Like he's got this I always thought he looked like him, just like an older version of him. The pop culture phenomenon of Game of Thrones, he's also a bastard child who was born in the north. That's no. You don't know anything. You no, know, I know nothing. I know nothing. I know that. I stopped Game of Thrones in season four. Now I know I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this because oh, Game of yeah. Thrones is like Game of Thrones is almost like the second coming for some of you crazy, crazy fans out there. But honestly, listen, I lost interest. I mean, it's a good show and everything. It's really, really well produced, but it was too much, man. Like I couldn't keep up. Who do you think has crazier fans, Game of Thrones devotees or Firefly devotees? I don't know enough about either fandom to weigh in on that, but I will say that Firefly devotees are extremely, they're extremely committed because didn't they petition to have the show come back and they got that movie made? I don't know if it was just the last. I'll tell you what. Okay, so I did enjoy Firefly, but I'll say this. I think that the fans kind of, unfairly say that the show was amazing because it's like if you meet a girl and you go on a date and it's an awesome amazing date and then like something happens and you never see her again and you're like wow that woman was the best and everything was great and nothing would ever be bad you only get one season of a show it's probably going to be good because it's just one season who knows what would have been like uh the office uh the office's uh, ninth season what if Firefly's second season was like The Office's ninth season and they get a new captain and he's Andrew Bernard? Actually, I would so, watch that. Now, listen, y'all, y'all going to hate me, but I I don't like the... I mean, I've never even watched The Office. I've watched a clip. You know which clip it was? The the CPR clip. Okay, so I don't like, I don't like cringe comedy because we have... In my family, we have this thing we like to call secondhand embarrassment where we get embarrassed for other people, even if it's like in a fiction, like a show in my family, as if this is a phenomenon that's only located within your, I feel like it is though. I feel like it is, but (laughs) the whole reason why people watch that show is secondhand embarrassment. So this is kind of like the opposite effect. Now, I don't know how, I don't know how it is now, but I, I always felt like growing up West Indian, it, one of the, your goals in life was to avoid embarrassing one yourself and two your family. So my You're mom just describing something that human beings do. Once okay. again, this is like saying, so one thing my family did was every year, just about the time that you were born, you would celebrate that day with gifts and cake and it's ice cream. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. <laughs> It's, it's not- just a little thing that we did. Just, uh, the, just the Armstrongs. 
Listen, you might be right, but you also you also fail to remember that this this was like that was the family and everything within the context of family was my only frame of reference. So and and my parents parents always drilled it into your head to and this is so ironic because check this out, right? Parents would always drill it into your head to not embarrass them. So like if you went to school and you were bad, you did stuff, you got into trouble you were an embarrassment. You get, you would get beat for that. Like your parents would beat you. They would beat you. So, and, 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 and I know this is something that I've, that would probably never ever happen in, 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 in American culture, especially with like white parents, like, but Caribbean parents will not hesitate to pull out that belt and beat you in public, like beat you in the supermarket. They beat you in the library. They beat you on the street corner. Like if you act up, they will, they will, they'll give it to you. So, which is ironic because that is in itself embarrassing. So how are you going to tell me, don't embarrass the family, but you on the street corner beating me with your belt or your shoe or some, you know, random switch that you pulled off of a, of a, of a convenient branch. You see what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah. Make very compelling arguments. Yeah. I, li- I live this. So I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's, and it's, it's, it's always, it was always weird to me that the, um, and my, my, my mom always had a, a phrase. She would say stuff like, don't put, that what she say? Don't put me on shame bench, you know? And she'd always shame. say that the, yeah, the shame bench, don't put me on shame bench or you can put me on shame bench. That's what it was, you know? And it, she would always, it would always come up with around, um, how, like, um, I'll give you a perfect example. The church that my mom goes to, they do this thing where on Mother's Day and Father's Day, they kind of honor the parents, they honor the fathers and the mothers. And one way they do that, <laughs> one way they do that is by having their kids stand up. Right? So, it's just your church. You know, my church, they do this weird thing just on every once a year. On Mother's Day, they'll honor the mothers. And on Father's Day, they honor the fathers. Listen, I don't know how they do it in other in other people's churches. I, I, I think they're like maybe I don't know. I don't even oh know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't embarrass. Don't put me on shame benches. <laughs> You're on shame bench. So one thing they would do is they'd make their kids stand up. Like, okay, you know, if you if your kids are here today in service, stand up. After a while, we stop going. We stop going to the church. So of course, on Mother's Day and Father's Day. We weren't there to stand up for them. So so they come home and they'd be like, Boy, you put me on shame bench today. I had nobody to stand up for me. <laughs> oh man. That is uh, something that more people need to use. I love shame bench. Oh my god. I have I have so many stories of just uh, you know, and I tell you, like I said, Caribbean parents have no qualms about embarrassing you like in the worst ways. And I've seen this happen in parent-teacher meetings when I was in secondary school. i seen this kid get beat by his mom once because he got like an F in math. Like dumb stuff like that. And, and this stuff happens all the time. Like I don't even know. Who, who, do, you know that could, who do you know could relate to that? Uh, nobody. They put that kid on shame. And, you, and, and, and this is like in the third form. So he had to live that down for a remaining two years until he graduated from secondary school. So he kind of got known as that kid whose mom came and beat him during the, the parent-teacher conference. Like, that's you forever. But, <laughs> but, I mean, later, you know, later he kind of got rid of that name because he tried to step on a uh, firecracker. And then he was firecracker kid. 
it was weird. It was a weird, crazy, wild life. Yeah, I, and I still remember that kid. I'm not going to say his name because he might end up listening to this, but I, I mean, I, I always remember that kid, and he's always going to be known as a kid whose mom came and pulled out her belt and beat him in front of all the teachers and all the students at the parent-teacher conference. So I would hate to be that kid, man. So let me move on to the next one. And I think I think we'll make this the last one. So National Spaghetti Day. So National Spaghetti Day, the day that we eat spaghetti. Spaghetti is one of over 600 shapes of pasta. See, I didn't know that. See, I learned something new. Don't tell me podcasts aren't educational. Apparently, this is the most popular shape. So obviously, this is attributed to people of, um, let's see, many people think of Italy and Italian cuisine as the birthplace of spaghetti. In reality, pasta macaroni dates back to ancient times, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. You have just alienated and offended our entire Italian listenership. Nah, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. What, I, what I'm thinking is National Spaghetti Day is probably the national holiday of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Oh, I see. One of their high holy days. Ah, oh my gosh. I love that you know what this is. Honestly, I love that you know what this is. So, um, I not know what that is. you know what? I'm thinking now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this is this sounds like something Ace would know about because yeah, you're a you're a weirdo. So for um for anyone listening who does not know what the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is, you can check out pastafarians.org.au. And guys, we this is this is a thing, okay? This is a, an actual thing. I first became aware of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster in um, an episode of Futurama. I thought it was just a gag, but I ran across this thing where you know what ace you see it sounds like you know a lot more about this stuff so why don't you why don't you tell our listeners i don't know if i have all the exact 100 percent um and i don't want to be put on shame bench but believe that it's it's a it was a reference to um maybe christopher hitchens some prominent atheist um saying something about you know believing in god is like uh believing in a, in a giant flying spaghetti monster it, it spread into this like from like a sarcastic quip uh, to a, a thing. And there's people who I know have tried to get driver, tried and succeeded to get driver's licenses with a colander on their head, which is the traditional holy garb of the people in the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. And uh, or get Pastafarian as their uh, religious preference on their dog tags in the military. It's a whole big thing. You can read about it. My, my question is... How, I, I mean, I'm not trying to bag on anybody's religion or anything, but this seems kind of silly to me because it's clearly, it, I, I, I really get the very strong feeling that this kind of began as a gag and it wasn't really meant to be taken seriously. But then we had a whole bunch of people just kind of latching onto this thing and um, just taking it to places where, honestly, I would not really have expected a gag religion to go, but it's just, it's just, it's, we could have a whole other conversation about not just the church, but the whole idea of why someone would latch on to a, a crazy idea like this and just kind of run with it. So I love that they call the followers of this religion Pastafarians. So what do you call actual Rastafarians who Rastafarians. are Rastafarians who, because we you know, we know a lot about Rastafarians back home, Rastaman. 
So what do you call actual Rastafarian that, that is a follower of this religion? You, you just got it. It's a Rastafarian, isn't it? No, he's a, he's a Rastapasta. I don't even, I have no shame. That was my one dad joke episode on that. You know what? I think we, I think we should wrap up. I think we had a good, I think this, this was a good first episode. What do you think? I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about noodles and uh, the history of shame bench, which I will be using hopefully at least once a day now. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I'm excited to do it again. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So guys, everyone listening, I I also want to say thank you so much for um, giving me your time. I hope you guys have a a, a wonderful rest of the day, uh, a great weekend. And um, at any time, just, you know, feel free to connect with us, um, breadfruitjuice at gmail.com. You know, you can follow us on Twitter as as well at breadfruit show. And then you can follow Ace at at breadfruit Ace or is it at Ace Breadfruit? At breadfruit Ace. Breadfruit Ace, you know, just um, feel free to, to 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 get in touch, tweet us ideas for shows that you might want to um, or topics that you might want to hear us talk about. For all let the, us research for you. Yeah, you know, so that you don't have to do that research because I guess yeah, that's you, the idea. Is there a conversation that happened at work that you felt stupid about? Say, hey, can you guys look up this thing? Because I got a big social gathering on friday and i want to be prepared for it and then we do the research do the show you listen to the podcast on your way into work bam most popular person in the office exactly you might even get a promotion off of that seen it happen yeah seen it happen i'll be on the shame bench that's a fact no shame bench so guys again thank you so much for uh tuning in for the the summer kickoff episode of the breadfruit juice show we will um, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Have a good weekend.